What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be running through my week 17 wide receiver start sits. Since you guys are here watching in week 17, I'm going to assume you guys have made the uh, fantasy football championship. So congratulations on that. Hopefully this video and uh, some of the other ones I'm putting out throughout the week help you guys uh, bring home that title or help you set your lineup, you know, pick up waiver wire players, whatever you guys got to do to get that W this week. But I'm going to be going through every single week uh, 17 matchup, talking about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver, going through my starts, fringe options, and then my sits. Starts, these are your wide receiver ones, the wide receiver twos, the guys you really trust in your lineup. Fringe options, these are more of your wide receiver threes, flex plays. You don't love them in your lineup, but you know they're uh, suitable. And then the sits, these are guys that are going to be on your bench. If you guys do enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. And if you guys have any questions, it could be, you know, start sit. I don't know what else you'd be asking at this point, but if you uh, do have start sit questions, drop them down below and I will make sure to respond to every single person. But let's just get right into the uh, Thursday night matchup where we have the Cowboys taking on the Titans. And in my opinion, looking at this matchup, there's one guy that I want in my lineup and I'm sitting everyone else. That guy is obviously CD Lamb. He's a clear cut start coming off of a monster game uh, against the Eagles. So he's the start, sitting Michael Gallup. I like Traylon Burks as a player. I love him as a prospect, but with Malik Willis at quarterback, it's just not going to be happening for him. Now, moving over to the uh, Cardinals-Falcons game, I think this Cardinals team and wide receiver room specifically is pretty interesting because you do have a very talented wide receiver room, but you're dealing with some quarterback issues with Kyler Murray out. I think we all know DeAndre Hopkins was brutal. You know, if uh, you had him in your starting lineup and you have made the championship, the rest of your team must have really clutched up because he gave you basically nothing. I don't know if I've ever seen a stat line like this. He was targeted 10 times and had one reception for four yards. Like that is unbelievable. 10 targets and catching one of them. And you know, it's not his fault. It's not like he was dropping a ton. The quarterback play was just pretty brutal. In my opinion, I still think he's a wide receiver too, probably mid to back end wide receiver too, but he is someone that I am still willing to start. I think he's talented enough to produce with a bad quarterback. I just think, you know, it was kind of a uh, perfect negative storm against him this past week. Now looking at Marquise Brown, He's just really struggled since coming off of IR. He has scored under 11 PPR points in all four of his games since coming back. And then I guess like their wide receiver three at this point, Greg Dortch, he was targeted 11 times against the Bucks, caught 10 of them for 98 yards. So he had a big day. I just don't really have a ton of confidence that he's going to go out and repeat that performance. So he's going to be a sit for me this week. And then moving over to the Falcons, if you guys have, you know, been around the channel all season long, you all know that I'm a big Drake London guy. He was my wide receiver one uh, from this draft class, like heading into the season. I still love him for dynasty, but it kind of just seemed like he was in this terrible situation with uh, the very poor uh, Falcons passing attack. And it just kind of seemed like he wasn't going to get it done in terms of putting up like the top numbers, but I never really lost faith in him as like a long-term dynasty asset. But over the past few weeks, he's gone out and started to produce even in an offense that is still pretty anemic, you know, in terms of passing. He has been targeted 32 times over the past three weeks. His uh, point totals over that stretch in PPR scoring, 15.5, 12, and 14.6. He's putting up those numbers without scoring any touchdowns. So that's just all on a pure volume with no touchdown upside. So I think he's worthy of being a fringe option here. Like, do I love him? And do I think he has a crazy week to week ceiling? No, but I do think he's kind of proven here that he will still command targets. 
And I mean, with Desmond Ritter, he's just kind of feeding Drake London the ball, which is good to see. Now, moving over to a divisional matchup between the Bears and the Lions. I mean, the Bears every week, it's just a full slate of sits. Claypool, Dante Pettis, Valus Jones. We'll see if we get Claypool back this week. But I mean, last week, Justin Fields thrown to Dante Pettis and Valus Jones as his wide receiver one and two. Just disgusting, honestly. And then for the Lions, obviously continue to fire up Amon Ross St. Brown as a wide receiver one. And then in this matchup, I do actually like DJ Chark as a fringe play. He's uh, put together some solid numbers in three of the last four games. Bears defense really can't stop anything. So I uh, do think Chark could be a solid flex option wide receiver three this week. Moving over to the Jaguars taking on the Texans. All these Jaguars wide receivers are coming off of a a disappointing Thursday night performance against the Jets. Had some bad weather, some rain. None of them really came through. For me, I'm not really switching up how I view these guys. I view Christian Kirk as a solid wide receiver two. I think Zay Jones should be a high-end wide receiver three this week. He was on that crazy stretch. You know, he kind of came back down to earth in that Jets game, but I'm not willing to just totally throw him away. I still think he can be effective here in week 17. On the other side for the Texans, Brandon Cooks, Chris Moore, sitting both of these guys just really do not want to be involved in this offense at all. Now, looking at the uh, Broncos-Chiefs matchup, I was a guy heading into the season. I favored Cortland Sutton over Jerry Judy early on in the season. I favored Sutton over Judy, but I think Judy has definitely emerged, obviously with the uh, help of the Cortland Sutton injury. I think Judy is definitely the top option here. So I have Judy as a start, Cortland Sutton as a sit. Over the last three games, Judy has just been on a tear. He went uh, eight for 73 and three touchdowns. He had a seven for 76 game. And then this past week, six for 117. So I like Judy as a solid wide receiver too. And then for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Juju Smith-Schuster coming off of a down game. Still someone I trust as a strong wide receiver too in my fantasy lineup. Then we have the uh, Dolphins taking on the Patriots. And if I had to make a guess right now, I'd imagine that Dolphins team will be playing without Tua. Very unfortunate the way he's been uh, hit with concussions so far this season. But in concussion protocol, potentially his third of the season, I would not be shocked if he just gets totally shut down. And obviously that's going to be a hit for both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. However, I do think they're both talented enough and have the big playability where they can still produce with a guy like Teddy Bridgewater coming in. So I actually still think both of these guys are solid starts. I think they both probably take a little bit of a hit, Waddle probably more than Hill, but I'd still be more than comfortable firing these guys up into my lineup. And then on the other side with the Patriots, I debated having Jacoby Myers as a start, or uh, sorry, a fringe option. I ended up having him as a sit. You could make the argument for the fringe play. The Kendrick Bourne situation is pretty strange because it kind of seems like he fell out of favor with his coaching staff. He was barely on the field, barely running any routes. Uh, And then this past week, he doesn't even get like a full set of like top two wide receiver routes. I think he ran like 20 something and he goes out, has a monster performance. So we'll see if he's out there again, you know, for more opportunities. He definitely kind of earned it with his uh, performance against the Bengals, but he is going to be a sit for me also this week. Uh, Next up, we have the Colts taking on the Giants, and really Michael Pittman here cannot catch a break with the quarterbacks because with Matt Ryan, he continued to put up solid production, but every time they pivot to one of these other options, whether it was Ellinger or now Nick Foles, Michael Pittman definitely struggles. So I have him here as a fringe option. If they stick with Nick Foles, I mean, maybe he's like a back-end wide receiver three, but I really would just not be excited about actually starting him. The Colts offense is bad. And then if you have Foles trying to force shots down the field, that doesn't really like align with how they are using Pittman. 
Now on the other side for the Giants, we've seen both Darius Slayton and Richie James have you know some decent performances throughout the season. For me, this is another offense. Just looking at the inconsistency in this wide receiver room, it's a uh, kind of a position group that I would like to avoid for this Giants team. Then looking at the uh, Saints-Eagles matchup, we had this wide receiver room pretty banged up last week. Chris Olave uh, missed with, I think, a hamstring injury. If he's able to return, I like him as a fringe play, a high-end wide receiver three, sitting Rashid Shahid. And then for the uh, Eagles, we just got to continue to ride uh, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Both these guys have just been balling, putting on monster performances. Love both of those guys in my lineups. Then looking at a uh, crucial division game here between the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Starting it off here with the Panthers. DJ Moore, very up and down season. It definitely seems like he has found uh, most of his success here with Sam Darnold. I think he's a solid fringe option. We've actually seen Carlton Davis put together some really impressive performances. I think two weeks ago, it was on Jamar Chase. I think he was on D-Hop for a decent amount of the uh, game on Sunday night, but I still think Moore will find some success, so I have him here as a fringe play. Looking at this uh, Buccaneers offense, Chris Godwin, I have him as a start. He continues to give you very solid production, especially in uh, PPR formats. This is the first time, I think, ever, you know, since I started making fantasy content that I have to list Mike Evans as a sit. It's pretty tough to do because we know how talented he is as a wide receiver, but like in a championship matchup, you're looking at his production. He has scored under 11 points in six out of seven games. That's just not getting it done. Him and Brady look completely out of sync. I don't really think it's like one player's fault. You know, I think it's just a uh, culmination of a lot of things. First off, the offensive line is pretty poor, so Brady doesn't trust it. He doesn't have time, and he's just trying to get the ball out as quick as possible. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys watched that uh, Sunday night game. You can see basically every play. If that check down is open, I mean, Brady's going there because he doesn't trust the pocket to hold up. So that affects Mike Evans. Evans as a receiver, his skill set is, you know, nothing close to the line of scrimmage. You can tell he's very uncomfortable running like those super short routes. He's pretty uncomfortable after the catch. And then Brady also just doesn't seem to, uh, you know, like fully trust the uh, connection they have going. So there's a lot of stuff that's uh, limiting Mike Evans. And until those are addressed by the Bucks. I just don't know how we can uh, feel comfortable playing him. And then Russell Gage has had some decent games here and there, but he's going to be a sit uh, for me also. Now moving over to the Browns, taking on the Commanders. Deshaun Watson has been a huge disappointment. This was definitely a big miss for me during the season. I thought he could come in and really kind of elevate these weapons. He's honestly probably been detrimental to most of them. Amari Cooper had a decent day. Donovan Peoples-Jones really flopped. I think, you know, you still got to prefer Amari Cooper, but I think they're both in that wide receiver three territory. Then for the uh, Commanders, continue to fire up Terry McLaurin. We'll see if they end up going with Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke. I think for fantasy purposes, I'm personally favoring uh, Taylor Heineke. I like the way he gets Terry involved. He's had some solid games with Jahan Dotson. We'll see if they go to Wentz. I think that probably uh, would bump up Curtis Samuel a little bit. But right now, I have Terry as a start. Jahan Dotson as a fringe option, who's really balled out over the past uh, three weeks. And then Curtis Samuel as a sit. Now, looking at this uh, 49ers-Raiders matchup, I would expect Debo Samuel to probably miss another game. I think the reports coming out of the uh, 49ers camp is that he may uh, start practicing this week. I don't think that would mean they like want him to play or really expect him to play this week. If he does play, I think he'd be a start. If he doesn't, I think we can continue to fire up Brandon Ayuk as a solid you know, wide receiver two option for fantasy. For this Raiders team, 
Devontae Adams has had some uh, underwhelming performances over the last few weeks, but like, what are we going to do? We got to just keep firing that man up as a high-end wide receiver one, at worst, like a mid or back-end wide receiver one. And then Hunter Renfro got into the end zone this past week, still someone who I'm going to be sitting, not a ton of trust there uh, here for the fantasy championships. Then moving over to the uh, Jets-Seahawks game, the uh, Mike White news with him uh, being cleared and able to be the starting quarterback for the Jets, just massive, massive news for Garrett Wilson. Uh, Mike White has started three games this season. These are the stat lines for Garrett Wilson in those games. Five receptions for 95 yards and two touchdowns, eight receptions for 162 yards, and then six for 78. So Wilson has been fantastic when he has just like average quarterback play. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top 10 wide receiver for me this week. You know, probably at worst, like top 12 or very high end uh, wide receiver two. I think you can make an argument for Elijah Moore being a fringe option. The reason why I didn't put him there was that we actually saw Corey Davis run more routes than him. Uh, what was it, Thursday night? And it's not like Elijah Moore's role was super reduced. Like he was still running a solid route participation. It's just not great when you're like the third wide receiver in routes because that could lead to you uh, kind of taking a hit in that department. On the other side for the Seahawks, obviously continue to fire up DK Metcalf as a very strong play. And then it seems possible that we could get Tyler Lockett back. If Lockett's playing, I think you also fire him up as a uh, very strong start. In a divisional matchup, we have the Vikings taking on the Packers. This Vikings team, Justin Jefferson, just continues to dominate, fire that man up as the wide receiver one. And I think at this point, we can be sitting Adam Thielen. He's not giving you enough week-to-week consistency to kind of make up for the lack of ceiling. So he'll be a sit for me. Also sitting uh, KJ Osborne. This Packers wide receiver room is kind of interesting. We saw Christian Watson leave with a hip injury. He had actually started off the game uh, pretty solid. I think he had like six receptions for 46 yards in the first half. Unfortunate that he got hurt because that was kind of shaping up to be a nice performance. In my opinion, if Christian Watson is back and healthy, he's a start for me. I'd be sitting Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs. I would say if Christian Watson is out, I would probably bump up Lazard all the way up to a start. And then I still really wouldn't feel great about Romeo Dobbs, but maybe you could make the uh, argument for him being a fringe play. But, uh, you know, obviously ideal scenario would be Christian Watson is back and ready to go. In the next matchup, we have the Rams taking on the Chargers. And as you guys can see, I don't even have any wide receivers here listed for the Rams. We actually saw Baker go out and have a nice day passing, and there was still just no involvement from these wide receivers. So Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, all these dudes, not even, you know, close to even touching fantasy rosters, uh, nevertheless, like starting lineups. And then for the uh, Chargers, Keenan Allen continues to be a volume machine. It definitely seems like he's regressed a little bit in the athleticism department, or maybe it's just uh, him, you know, not being 100%, but he can still just rack up targets, rack up receptions. You know, he's not going to be breaking any crazy plays. Um, he almost had one, I guess, on uh, Monday night, but someone who I still think is very fantasy relevant as probably a wide receiver one moving forward. And then uh, Mike Williams, I think a solid wide receiver two, and then uh, going to be sitting Josh Palmer. Palmer is really only relevant if this offense is just absolutely firing on all cylinders. And unfortunately, that just hasn't been the case uh, basically all season long. Then moving over to uh, Sunday night football, we have the Steelers taking on the Ravens. I ended up going with Deontay Johnson as a fringe play and then George Pickens as a sit. In reality, they're both pretty close. Like Deontay is a pretty low tier fringe option. George Pickens like a pretty high end uh, sit, like kind of right on the borderline there. 
I still just like the week-to-week security of Deontay. He has shown to basically have no ceiling because the man can just not get into the end zone. I think he's been targeted like 130 times for zero touchdowns. He's got to be on the way to be uh, setting some sort of record if he hasn't already broken it. But I still think, you know, the consistent volume is what I'd rather chase than the potential touchdown of George Pickens on a Steelers offense where I don't really, you know, trust that offense to put up a ton of points. On the other side with the Ravens, just nothing going on here at the wide receiver position. I guess Demarcus Robinson is their number one. Sammy Watkins coming in. Just a really, really gross wide receiver room there for the Ravens. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, we have the Bills taking on the Bengals. For the Bills, Stephon Diggs has kind of found a uh, rough patch here. What are we going to do? Same thing with Devontae Adams. You just got to keep going back to the well and starting him as a top option. And then sitting Gabe Davis. I know we got into the end zone still. you know, Couldn't really give you much outside of that. Not someone I want to be relying on in my lineup. It seems very possibly goes out and just gives you like a four-point clunker and, you know, it's kind of just like sitting there in your lineup, not helping you. And then for the uh, Bengals team, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, fire these dudes both up as starts. And then for the sits, Tyler Boyd, and then Trenton Irwin has kind of just become a nuisance in this offense. Pretty sure he caught uh, two touchdowns uh, this weekend, which is definitely not ideal, kind of vulturing those from Chase and Higgins. But I mean, Chase and Higgins are going to be fine and are still very, very strong starts. So that is going to wrap it up for my uh, wide receiver start sits. As always, if you have any questions, drop them down below. You guys can go check out my uh, start sits at every other position, running back, quarterback, and tight ends. I'll be going through my uh, rankings on Wednesday and Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Um, Thank you guys again, and I will see you in the next one.